Whoa, new intro, who dis? Welcome back to the Diabetics Doing Things podcast, where we're telling the amazing, untold, wacky, weird, and inspiring stories of type 1 diabetics from across the world. I'm your host, Rob Howe, and I wanted to let you know that we now have over 500 years of living with T1D on the podcast, and we're on track to be over 1,000 by the end of the summer, which is pretty exciting. I also wanted to chat about my new email series, Friday T1D Feels, where I send you a personal note, no fancy graphics or anything like that, about what I've been thinking about in the world of type 1 diabetes during that week. If you're into that, just go to diabeticsdoingthings.com and sign up. I'd also like to take a minute to talk about hashtag coverage to control. JDRF is raising awareness around the fact that most of us don't get to pick the insulin pumps we have, just the ones our insurance will cover. Just imagine if your cell phone was like that. Except this isn't a phone, it's what keeps us alive. So let your voice be heard and tell your insurance company that T1Ds and their doctors should decide what kind of pumps they use, not the companies. I'm looking at you, Aetna. United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Let's get this right. Okay, enough chatter. Let's get back to the episode. Hello, welcome back to Diabetics Doing Things. Uh, we're here telling the amazing stories of type 1 diabetics across the world. Uh, my guest today, I'm very excited to introduce to you. His name is Dave Mina from California, uh, but you guys may know him as Type 1 Livabetic from Instagram. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, so glad that we were able to connect. Um, Likewise. For, for, for those of uh, our listeners who may not know who you are, maybe not be familiar, uh, give us a little bit of a background. Um, well, I'm a type 1 diabetic from California. Um, I've had diabetes for nine years now, and um, recently, a few years ago, I um, created an Instagram page to just connect other type 1 diabetics so we feel... Um, united as as a group and um, we're able to share openly our feelings about diabetes and struggles and the, the things we like about it so that's my goal and um, that's what I've been doing for two or three years now and uh, you know what what sort of prompted you to start doing that um, you know I think a lot of people when they reach a point um, in their diabetic journey where they just feel like it would be helpful to talk to more type 1 diabetics or people who are kind of going through the same things. Um, kind of walk us through that, you know, mindset for you. What what made you start to do that? Yeah. Um, so when I first got diagnosed, I personally didn't know as much um, about diabetes. I didn't um, have the proper knowledge. And I was diagnosed at the age of 11, so I was fairly young. And um, I, I really wanted to know more about it and um, be a voice to people who who have diabetes. I wanted to share my daily life as well as others. Um, and I remember I back then when Instagram first came out, I would just post things on my personal account to people who didn't necessarily have diabetes and. I don't think they were able to relate as well to me as I did. So that's when I decided I'm just going to create a whole new Instagram dedicated to just living with diabetes, but not just diabetes, but making it in a positive way that people can look at it and um, 
hopefully be inspired to even do something um, in the diabetic community in terms of inspiring others and um, trying to make a difference. So over, um, I believe I created that in 2014, so it's been about three years now. So over that um, time period, I noticed a big um, group of people who, who are constantly following me and um, responding in positive ways. They will message me or comment on my photos and tell me how much of a difference just these simple photos are making to um, their life as a diabetic. And that is something that pushes me to continue because as most diabetics know, every day isn't always a good day. There are bad days and we all um, fight every day to, to make each day better. So it's not just a positive account. It, I try to make it as real as possible. So I will share on my bad days as well as my good days. And um, I just feel like that that community kind of helps keep us together and keeps us going as diabetics or else me personally, if I didn't have that, I don't know how I would have been up until now. So I just feel like that, that community has been really helpful. It's it's so inclusive, uh, I think, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people. And you mentioned that there's a group of people who continually follow and engage with you. Um, that group is for sure growing. I mean, especially mm-hmm. in the last year and a half or so since I've been a lot more involved with that community. Um, I just see more and more names. Like every day, there's a new, there's somebody new that either follows me or or, or comments uh, on someone's post about you know, a struggle or a, a victory and, and like people who are willing to jump in and celebrate those things or sort of be a, a shoulder to lean on. Um, one of the guests that her, her episode hasn't gone live yet, but um, literally like two hours after we got off the, the interview, she like went to the hospital because she had an infection. And um, um, I, I don't know, I, I think it just because she was willing to share her story and like seeing how many people were reaching out to her and uh, just just to say, hey, you know, we're we're all here for you. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, makes a huge difference. So yeah, um, definitely. Talk about, I guess, I know there's there's the group like, that you said that are you know pretty consistent. Talk about some messages maybe from uh, people who are really struggling or people who um, you know, hey, uh, that have reached out to you maybe more on a one-off basis. And what kind of conversations are those that you're having? Yeah, well, a lot of people um, recently. I've been getting a lot of messages just on. You know, the littlest things like what kind of meter do I use or what kind of pump do I use? But then there are some bigger questions that people ask, like, um, you know, they're they're trying a new um, system or a new way of, of doing their diabetes. And they ask for my advice if I've gone through something like that and what advice I give them. There was this one um, pet, uh, sorry, one parent that... Um, their child was in the hospital um, due to a high blood sugar and they were constantly trying to bring it down and it wouldn't come down. So they were asking any advice I have and um, whether I'm on the pump or not. And just that um, ability that I've been given that people are asking me these questions, it's kind of something that helps me um, continue to push further in spreading awareness because I feel like a lot of people 
know the general about diabetes, but when you actually communicate with someone who has it and lives it every day, it makes a big difference to people's lives. Um, other messages are just, you know, how to live day to day, or some of them are just thanking me for, um, you know, sharing something that they they needed to know or wanted to know. And, um, yeah, I just feel like that that has been a very important aspect in what I do on Instagram. And I think it's so important to, to focus, and it seems like more and more my guests and I are talking, are talking about Instagram and the, um, the impact that the technology has had on the diabetic community because it used to be you'd had to be super involved with either JDRF or another organization or organize like your own um, meetups so that type ones could ask you questions or um, just interact with other people with type one. And I think JDRF talks about the importance of seeing someone who's living and thriving with type one early on in a diabetic diagnosis because um, there, you're hearing so much, um, especially as a young adult or a, uh, or a child, you're hearing so much from your doctor, you're hearing a mm -hmm. ton from your parents. And it's nice to have that person who's kind of not your mom, not your dad, not your doctor, uh, but somebody who really knows what they're talking about and really is dealing with the disease day to day, um, yeah. and still thriving, still managing to have a relatively normal life. Um, and I think Instagram has given a lot of people that opportunity, um, in a really authentic way. Yeah, definitely. So um, talk about, you know, let's talk a little bit about and, and kind of back up a bit. Um, you were diagnosed at 11. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about what that was like. I'm, I'm sure you, you probably remember a life before diabetes a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. um, but what maybe stands out? And then, um, you know, from the get-go, you know, what were the things that you did to sort of adjust your life? Um. Well, I was, yeah, in the sixth grade, and I I honestly don't remember the time that well, but um, I, I guess I had the typical symptoms that most type 1 diabetics get before their diagnosis, so I had lost a lot of weight and was constantly drinking water and going to the bathroom right after, and um, something just didn't look right about me. Uh, I was constantly tired. And, you know, my parents, being parents, worried um, what was going on. So they had me get a blood test. And um, a few days after, I was just getting ready for the day. And um, I we got a phone call from the hospital saying that you need to come in now. Um, they didn't even say why. They just said they needed you to come um, to see the results of the blood test. And then, sure enough, they told me, I had type 1 diabetes, so that that really scared me at first. The word type 1 diabetes just um, kind of really, like, punched me in the face, and it was, like, a reality check, and, like, as any child um, being diagnosed with a disease, I did begin to cry right there in the hospital, and um, they were trying to make it better and say it's going to be okay, but back then, like I said, I didn't know hardly anything about diabetes. So um, they said, you know, just go home, grab a few things, because you're going to stay in the hospital for a few days and um, head on over to actually a further hospital at the time. So 
that's what I did. And then uh, we got there and right away it was like the crash course on type 1 diabetes, like how to take shots and insulin, how to measure the right dose and count carbs and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a very overwhelming experience, probably one of the most um, overwhelming experiences I've gone through in my life. But um, I feel like at the time, being a child, I got a lot of support right away from my parents, from my family, from my class at school. Um, I had to go back to school two weeks after my diagnosis. So people had been wondering where I was for two weeks. And so when I came back and I think everyone started to figure out why and what had gone um, wrong in those two weeks. And so, yeah, um, at the time it was very like real to me, like this is a disease that I have to take care of. And if I don't, there are consequences. So um, my parents were helping me at the time to adjust to it and um, figure out how I'm going to live my life with a disease that is going to affect every moment of my day. But um, I, I, I believe that that was what pushed me to um, do what I'm doing now. So after a few years of messing around with diabetes and, you know, we all have had our, our share of moments where we felt like giving up and we felt like, you know, is it really worth it to keep doing this every day? But at one point, I really don't know what it was, but something hit me and said, like, you're here for a reason and you're here to um, help others. And my mom had always told me since I was in the hospital that you're going to use this disease to inspire others. And at the time, I didn't really understand what she meant by that. But um, now I'm, I'm definitely seeing what she meant. And my goal is to now show that you can come from a rough spot with your diabetes and or just in anything in life and you can overcome it and and make something great out of it um, to share to other people. And that's such an important lesson to learn that early in your life. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty involved in uh, like to, I, I guess for the last two years now, I have talked at the Type 1 Nation Summit. Um, this year, I'm the uh, panel moderator for the teen panel, but last year I was on the panel, and I think they say that most of the same kids come back every year because they're, you know, involved in, you know, diabetes doesn't vary. Obviously, there's no cure, so it's the same kids almost every year, but I was so surprised that at age 12, 13, 15, the, like, level of maturity that diabetes forces you to to put on because like you said it's a life-changing disease like you're you have yeah. to manage it every day um and i think for f that same that same um, sentiment that you talked about from uh, being really overwhelmed because they were throwing so much information at you right away um that can be really hard um what and you you mentioned that your parents uh, you kind of helped you through and i certainly uh, would not be the same diabetic I am today without my parents as well. Um, you know, what else, what else helped you get through that? Was it conversations with your doctor? Was it just asking questions? Was it just kind of trial and error? How did you, how did you find your footing uh, early on? Um, well, honestly, like I said, in the beginning, 
I didn't fully understand everything. And there was a, a period of time, a couple of years where I, I really felt lost. I felt like, um, you know, I was just doing what I had to do for my diabetes just to stay alive and to, to live every day. But I didn't have like a sense of community or, um, support other than family to, to really motivate me. And, I know I say this a lot, but I really think Instagram was something that really helped um, helped me find a light at the end of the tunnel because I had tried several things to just feel like I'm not alone with di diabetes. I had gone to support groups at the hospital, but for some reason it didn't click with me. Um, and, you know, I had tried to, to find other diabetics whether in my school or, you know, close by, but none of them, uh, none of those techniques really stuck with me. And I think when I found Instagram and found that there's a huge community of people who go through the exact same struggles as me and know what I'm talking about and I don't have to sugarcoat anything, I can be real, They um, that has really helped me to, to feel like, like I'm not alone. And I feel that, um, you know, getting all the response I get and the comments and um, direct messages from Instagram, those, what the, the people say to me and how kind they can be has really pushed me and motivated me. And I always tell my fans on Instagram that um, they are why I keep doing what I'm doing because they're the ones who push me every day because I could sit at home and say like I'm not gonna do anything anymore for the diabetic community I'm not gonna push for um, diabetes awareness and a cure one day but I wouldn't be doing my job and um, I wouldn't be of any help to the diabetic community so I feel like um, just having that support has really helped shape me to be who I am now, not only as a diabetic, but just as a person, I'm able to relate with other people um, going through something difficult in their life. And I'm just able to, to have that sense of um, empathy with them. And that just, that has really helped me a lot. So that's why I look at diabetes as not all bad and that there is some good in it, even when it doesn't look like it, but there is at the end. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think it's amazing to see out of something that can be so like devastating and overwhelming at the beginning, uh, the things and like the, I guess the fruit it can bear out of it, you know, out of that, um, sort of storm. It's, um, yeah. you know, I certainly wouldn't be the person that I am without it. Um, I know you feel the same way. And, um, because of that, um, we're able to, you know, talk to people and, and help people through a difficult time and navigate something that's not always so clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, about your diet because I know from your Instagram that you're a vegan. Um, yeah. And I want to just talk about you know your decision to do that and the effect it's had on your um, your diabetes and um, and how you feel. Um, this actually began about a year or two ago. Um, I had been deciding for a while if I wanted to go about this diet and I had looked into it a little bit and played around.
But really over um, a year ago, I decided that I'm going to become a full vegan. Um, there are two factors that made me want to go vegan. One of them was for health benefits. Just I felt like that would help um, regulate my blood sugars more. I've been on this health kick that would make my diabetes the best it's ever been so I felt like that diet was going to help me the most and the other factor was just um, animal rights a lot of people feel um, that animals should be treated humanely and um, I agreed with that because ever since I was little I've loved animals so I felt like I wanted to contribute to that um, diet for animals and for my health um, over time I noticed that my blood sugars are much easier to manage. Um, they, they're they a little more stable and um, don't have the fluctuation that they had before um, I became vegan. And um, yeah, a lot of people message me saying they're thinking about going vegan but don't know how and um, they want to know how that affects my diabetes. and. I think um, it's a personal choice and it definitely is a lot of work and effort and when you go out to eat you you really have to know what's safe to eat and what's not and um, I think that that has just helped me because I already have something to deal with and that's diabetes and um, having that plus a diet to stick with I think just ties in together and helps me to um, to think more and to put more effort and creativity into my life and what I am um, what I'm doing with my life and what I'm putting in my body and I want I just want to be a healthy person and and live a long life and help my diabetes to um, be manageable in the long run and I, I like thinking about the future, how I'm going to be health-wise, and so I feel like this diet personally is going to help me to um, to live a longer, happier life. I love that. Uh, I think I I'm in the same boat. I, I want to live till I'm like 120, like minimum, mm -hmm. right? I want to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, they're going to have to like pull me out of here like kicking and screaming. I'm ready to stay. Um, yeah. And I think also, you know, I want to be, it's interesting, and I know you're a little bit younger than I am, but as you get into your, like, mid to late 20s, like, people just stop or start to give up on their health and, like, feeling good, and they mm -hmm. just, like, work, and they sit at their desk, and they, you know, start to get fat, and they start to eat whatever they want, and they start feeling bad, and then, like, the worst part is they get okay with feeling bad. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to be, I just want to feel good. I want to feel better, and, like, uh, you know, I feel like we're, we're here to do you know to and move our bodies and like to be healthy and to have like be able to have no limits basically so mm -hmm. um to say hey i might wake up and like want to go on a hike or want to go ride a bike or you know go swimming and i want to do that right now so might as well be ready to go do it yeah um and so yeah i think it's super important and like the discipline that you talked about with take trans transitioning and transferring the discipline that it takes to be a type 1 diabetic to uh, applying that to your diet um they're very transferable but also difficult it's like it's not easy yeah. um mm -hmm. but something that i heard recently and i really believe in is that all the meaningful uh gains in your life come from compound interest 
whether yeah. that's financially or physically um, or in relationships, like through that compound interest, like a little bit over time, just consistently doing the same thing is going to get you those big results in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Um, so you reached out to me uh, and you and I have followed each other for a while and, um, and, 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 you know, just as a part of the diabetic community. But um, after I wrote the type one and manhood article for beyond type one, um, you know, you reached out and we got, we were able to um, get your interview scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that for a minute because there aren't as many, uh, male figures in the type one community, especially in the sort of like influencer or ambassador type, uh, areas. There's a few, um, but compared to the women, I'd say it's probably like 80% women, 20% men. If, if I was going to take a stab in the dark, um, why do you think that is? Um, and, um, you know, how do we, how do we get our, our type one diabetic brothers to, um, you know, be more open? Um, well, over time, just, just looking into diabetes and I've seen how, um, both men and women are with it. I do see that it is something you kind of have to be a little more open with. And, and I agree that women tend to be more open about these things. Um, but you know, I I've always wanted to be a voice um, for something, and I felt like diabetes was that calling. And being a guy, I wanted to um, show others that you know diabetes isn't isn't based on men or women. It's based on both, and we're we're all um, able to to show something. Uh, I personally can post about certain things about diabetes that might affect guys more, and um, I, I hope that guys who see um, what the content I'm putting on social media that that will inspire them to hopefully want to do something similar and um, show that it's it's for whoever wants to to share and educate, and it's not directed to anybody specifically that that we can all um have a say in in what happens with our diabetes right because i think diabetes doesn't discriminate between males or females i think the last research that i saw it's almost 50 50 um and i think part of it too for me is um you know for for guys who are out there and maybe a little bit more um quiet about their disease or um, a little bit more introverted or just want to handle it on their own is like, there's no, there's nothing to be gained from that, but there is a ton to be gained from being open and, you know, having the opportunity for someone, anyone to be affected by it. And I think that was the mission for me when I started diabetics doing things was like, if one person was able to get some sort of inspiration or insight or who was able to help them, then it would be worth it. Yeah, Um, definitely. And I think that, you know, if we all, I think everybody agrees with that, like fundamentally, but um, I just don't know if um, people realize necessarily the power that of their voice as a diabetic and what it can mean to somebody who's struggling. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad that, uh, that I have another, you know, another diabetic uh, type one brother out there who's willing to, <laughs> uh, to put that out. And I, and I think there, obviously there are others as well. Neil Greathouse came on. He does an awesome 
Uh, yeah. Awesome job. He actually put a video out this morning about diabetic jokes, which is the funniest thing I think I've seen in a long yeah, time. Super I funny. saw that. <laughs> um, also, uh, I know um, on the uh, – just shifting gears again, maybe a little bit more on the entrepreneurial side, uh, mm-hmm. I know you're involved with Lifebulb. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well um... – a few months ago, they reached out to me and asked me to write an article for them um, just on my overall mission as a type 1 diabetic, which was to inspire others. Um, and, you know, I wrote the article for them and shared a few of my photos from Instagram with them. And then they featured me on their website. And um, it just seeing something that, you know, that I wrote and seeing my life actually written out and published on their website just kind of really spoke to me and um it felt real finally and it felt like um like wow others can now read this stuff and and hopefully be inspired by it so um yeah over the course of the next few months after um i reached out to them a little more and asked them if they would um like it if if I help them out in um, spreading awareness about them or helping them out in any way. So um, recently, they uh, I guess they collaborated with a famous artist um, to create their T-shirt design, and um, so they wanted me to to promote that for them. And um, I did that uh, about last week, I think, and. Um, yeah, and then since then they've they've made me their light bulb ambassador. So um, yeah, I, that's been a great privilege to me. I've I felt like um, now my mission is expanding, and I'm going to be able to um, spread even more awareness and be part of a bigger organization that I can. Um, share my thoughts and my insights on and um yeah I, I think that being a part of some organization um for something like type 1 diabetes is is very helpful because you don't feel like you're alone and like you're doing diabetes by yourself you feel like you have a group that you're with and a team that you can um work with and they all understand what you're going through in your life and um yeah i think that sense of of community with them and um working with them has been helping me to just you know push forward and continue to be an active voice in the diabetic community and that's cool isn't it like uh you start to see your you know what started as your you know personal mission grow and start to affect other people Mm -hmm. um it's pretty awesome, um, and, and congratulations with that. I think um, Life Bulb is obviously very cool, and um, for those of you who don't know um, about them, check them out on Instagram, Life Bulb, uh, L-Y-F-E-B-U-L-B. Um, pretty neat organization, uh, you know, highlighting and creating awareness for type 1 diabetes and uh, through the creators and the people who are making cool things happen, so very, very, very neat. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. I, I ask always ask these questions. Um, 
if uh, you know to to my guests, and I'm I'm working on them to try to see if I can get some different answers out of them because they're mostly similar. But um, the first one is, um, what are you most excited about in the future of type one diabetes? Um, and yeah, I'll let you go ahead in that one before the before I ask the second one. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I can. I'm assuming that most people say um, a cure, but I personally just am excited about the future of connecting with more people and actually meeting more type one diabetics. Now, um, most of what I do, I meet them just through social media, but I would actually like to um, meet people as we as we try to work towards a cure. Um, in all the events and um, organizations that happen. Um, so, yeah, I think just, just connecting with more people and expanding on my mission as a type 1 diabetic. Yeah, it's great. And isn't it always – it's cool to connect with people on social media, but when you actually get to meet them in person, it sort of becomes real. It's very, it's very yeah. interesting. It's kind of a surreal experience. Um, and the second question that I ask, um, and this is the one that I get sort of outside of, and you're right, the, the first answer is almost always like a cure or technology <laughs> or whatever. But um, the second one is if there's one thing that you could tell someone who was recently diagnosed with diabetes, uh, what would it be? Um, I was actually asked this question this past week. Um, I would just tell them, and I know that it sounds very like, you know, we've said it to several people before, but it gets easier. Um, I know once you're diagnosed, that day feels so real and it really sucks, but it gets even better. Once you um, get out of that dark phase in your life, It'll once you figure out what you're actually doing, it gets so much easier and you figure out ways to make it even easier every day and... Um, you end up seeing that it's not so bad and that it is manageable if you're if you're con, um, consistent in putting the the effort and work into it. it it's not as bad as it may seem at first. That's great, and uh, and you're right. It does get better. Um, and I and I think you know the community is also getting better. And like you said, technology is getting better and awareness yeah. is getting more broad. And I think, um, that's causing more people to be open about it, which is just growing the amount of people that, that we can touch and growing the pe community of people that we, um, you know, that we interact with. And I think, you know, if, if 20,000 new people uh, or 40,000 rather new people in the U S are getting diagnosed with type one diabetes every year, like that's 40,000 people who can look and now have, so many more resources to to interact with or connect with than uh, people did when we were diagnosed, you know, eight to, yeah. eight to ten years ago. So, um, yeah, that's exciting to me, um, mm -hmm. and I'm really happy uh, that you came on the show. Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, uh, I'm happy to do it, and uh, I'll include the links to your uh, to your social platforms. Um, in the show notes uh, so that everyone can connect with you. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I look forward to continuing to uh, help spread the, the awareness and, and build the community together. Thanks for listening to Diabetics Doing Things. Subscribe to our newsletter for weekly emails and behind the scenes content. And if you or someone you know has an amazing story to share, 
send an email to rob at diabeticsdoingthings.com.